2: On the phone, live from New York City, my man Brandon Robinson, host of the Scoop B Radio podcast and senior writer at Basketball Society Online. Scoop. What's going on, guys? Did I introduce you right? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can. Loud and
2: clear. Amazing. How are you doing?
1: Man, it's been a very, very, very busy summer. And um, it's crazy because once the season starts, it'll, it'll be a different kind of busy. But, you know, breaking a lot of stories over the summer, writing a lot of features. And the Scoopy Radio podcast uh, has, been, has been really moving and shaking. Two million downloads last year.
2: Oh, man, the, the growth <laughs> is, is visible and it's, it's awesome. Huh? How did you cope with the growth and how did you make it grow so fast?
1: Um. A lot of things that I do go viral. Um, so, you know, for example, uh, we had the rapper Too Short on the podcast, and uh, he told me about a time that, uh, if you guys remember, if you follow basketball, like like I know you all do, um, he told Too Short told me about the time that Jay-Z sampled Blow the Whistle. Uh, and mm-hmm. he mixed it was a diss track on Deshaun Stevenson. And uh, Too Short basically told me that uh, that uh, sample by Jay uh, was used to lure LeBron to come to... Uh, the, the, Brooklyn, the New Jersey. That's at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was a marketing tactic. It didn't work, but all the blogs ran with it. Complex Bleacher Report, uh, New York Metro News, a, my- a myriad of different places. But um, a lot of it just hits blockheads. Uh, Kenny the Jet Smith, former Houston Rocket, told me had Michael not Michael Jordan not retired, the Houston Rockets would still have won two championships. He said, in fact, we would have beat them, uh, meaning the Chicago Bulls. And you know, just things that people want to hear. You
2: know. Because then the Rockets didn't even make it to the finals when the Bulls. They, they couldn't get through the Jazz, right?
1: Well, the Rockets won two championships. They won in 94 and 95. They mm-hmm. beat the, the Knicks in 94. They beat the Orlando Magic in 95. Mm-hmm. But yes, they could not beat the Jazz when Michael came back in that second guy three beat. And, you know, that team was on a decline at the time. You went through phases where you had Hakeem, you had Clyde Drexler, you had even Charles Barkley and Scottie Pippen. But, mm-hmm. you know, they took it over the hump. But they did do, win back-to-back championships in 94 95.
2: Crazy. And right now I saw you had the scoop that KD is planning already to go <laughs> to the Lakers next year. You had the LeBron one,
1: right? A year prior. Before it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and LeBron James and the Lakers obviously are, are, are one and the same these days. Uh, both that in the summertime uh, as well as a, a, a Space Jam uh, movie that is officially being announced. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trail and during July, Twitter was not my friend, but we uh, got it right. And as far as Kevin Durant is concerned, uh, my source uh, indicated to me in text message a couple of weeks ago that uh, Kevin Durant uh, will join LeBron James in Los Angeles uh, next season as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, wow. he can opt out of his final year of the deal with the Warriors, but uh, you know we'll see what happens this season. It's a long season, but, but my source uh, did indicate that. Uh, LeBron and, and and KD do have uh, a mutual interest in, in in Los Angeles.
2: Yeah, because you said like confirmed, we Like confirmed. Whoa, that's, that's huge.
1: Yeah, it's it's huge. But um, in this day and age, and uh, media coverage, you want to get people's attention, and my source was adamant about it, and you want to stick with your source. All right.
0: mm-hmm. now, what do you think about KD going to the Knicks and making a name for himself, a better name for himself there, and growing his legacy? The Knicks.
1: Well, you know, I think oftentimes people make this making a name for yourself uh, declaration. He's made a name for himself. He's won two championships, uh, and he was somebody in the University of Texas. He was somebody when he was in high school. Somebody, you know, with OKC. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, he's preserved himself because it's less wear and tear on his body uh, going to Golden State with a, with a bunch of ballers and there's no 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 shade thrown at him at mm-hmm. all, uh, but to go to a Knicks organization that still has to uh, kind of find their identity this season uh, as it relates to uh, a new coach, uh, Kevin Knox, uh, who played well in summer league. And, and you know, a, a healing uh, Chris Dapps Porzingis sure. uh, going to the New York Knicks right now um, sounds good on paper, but... Um, it, It's a situation where you know what you're getting in Los Angeles, teaming with a Brandon Ingram or a LeBron James and Lonzo Ball, as well as as, as a Rajon Rondo. Uh,
2: But what do you think went wrong with with Melo and
1: the Knicks? Say that again.
2: What do you think went wrong with Melo when he went to the Knicks?
1: I think the Knicks uh, gave up too much back in 2011, and the Nets kind of – sucker dimension uh, making a deal because uh, many believes that the Nets had a chance in getting Carmelo Anthony. But uh, you know, I, I think when you look at the Knicks in, in that situation, the Knicks gave up a lot uh, to the Denver Nuggets. You gave up a Wilson Chandler. You gave up a Danilo Gallinari. You gave up a, a multitude of, of players. And you know, I, I've spoken to Danilo Gallinari on at length on the Scooby Radio podcast, and we discussed, you know, what if? You know, he says that he and Amari Stoudemire have those kind of conversations all the time. All the
2: time, yeah.
1: What if we stuck together? And you know, it makes you wonder because that was a young team, and it was. Uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony was a lot of pressure for the Knicks to get him. There's a lot of pressure for Carmelo to, to deliver, and I'm pulling for him in Houston.
2: Yeah, me too. I'm pulling for him in Houston. Though. I hope it works out.
0: Well, he took a uh, sh- a two shot last night, sunk it, and then apologized for taking the shot. So let's see what happens.
1: <laughs> we will see what happens, man. But you know, in a, in a Mike D'Antoni offense. And a lot of apologies you can give. It's a, a chance for you to shoot the lights out. And I think the Golden State Warriors have a lot of uh, homage that they need to pay to Mike D'Antoni because that system, that shooting free-flowing system, a lot of that uh, credit needs to go to not only Mike D'Antoni but Don Nelson.
2: Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, it's true. It changed everything in the game right now because everything is three-pointers. Yep. That's the game. And you rarely see guys drive into the basket, you know, and – you know, taking hits and yeah, it actually, it's better for their bodies too in the long run. They don't get knocked to the floor that much. But
1: yeah, but you, you know, and it's funny because when you look at somebody like uh, Dwight Howard, uh, I, I think he was so ahead of his time. You know, he, he got a lot of uh, flack for you know not being a post up center because you remember he was yes. he was coming in.
2: That
1: was towards the end of his career.
2: mm mm-hmm, Correct. So we thought he would be the next Shaq. Let me tell you, I thought he was going to be like the next Shaq. And even being in Orlando, I thought, wow, he's in Orlando, and he went to the Lakers, I was like, when he goes to the Lakers, he's going to be even more beast, more dominant. but what happened to I don't Dwight?
1: realize how beneficial that Stan Van Gundy system was for Dwight Howard. Do you realize he was pretty much a seven foot shooting guard? Yeah, four other guards.
2: That was the the biggest mistake I think he made was leaving the the magic and and, and break that the, the whole mess with Van Gundy. I think it was a, a huge mistake for him in his career. You know,
1: the damage was done, and he had to move on. I mean, they did go to the NBA Finals, and they, mm-hmm. didn't come to they the lost the to Lakers. But you know, that that team was definitely exciting. I mean, they beat the Cleveland. LeBron James led like Cleveland Cavaliers. Back in yeah,
2: remember LeBron walked off the field, the court, without even saying congratulations. Yeah. I remember that?
1: Oh, I remember. Who could forget?
0: <clears throat> well, like you said, also with KD, he hasn't. He doesn't, he doesn't get any so much wear and tear, and also. Like David said about the driving and stuff, that people preserving themselves, uh, I think that's even better for sports time because you get in the NFL as well right now because ratings are all time high with the NFL, are going back up with the NFL now because all these all this new rule protecting the quarterback and also in NBA people are shooting more, uh, you get all your stars playing more and you. I don't want to go and I don't want to watch a game where you take out like a Drew Brees and put a second string or Aaron Rodgers put a second string in. I don't want to watch a game with no LeBron James playing because he's injured. I mean. This is great force. Well, sports. LeBron doesn't get injured. Uh, because the game has changed. <laughs> right? School. to LeBron. Ever I mean, remember get back injured? then when you had one of the bigs, like tackling people, getting eight rebounds, tackling, posting back up. I mean, back then you get hit.
1: I mean, when you look at LeBron, uh, 16th year in the NBA, uh, 33, 30, will be 34 on December 25th, I believe. Uh, you look at you, you look at. no, I'm sorry, that's like the 23rd or 25th one of those, but. Towards the end of the year, and you, know, you, you look at LeBron and uh, the ability to, to self-preserve himself. Number one, it goes to diet. Uh, number two, uh, it goes to uh, just not putting so much weight in your body. I, I think one of the things that really helped him was he, he and Melo both went through that transformation where they lost a ton of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and and with the, the influx of positionless basketball, I mean. It gives LeBron the ability to to play positions one through four. Um, I think that LeBron, when you look at the way he plays the game right now, um, he is the modern-day Kevin Garnett. Uh, Kevin Garnett early Mm. in the career could could play point guard, could play the two, play the three, play the four, play the five.
2: Yeah, he was the first one to do that.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I remember there were times when Kevin Garnett played in Minnesota early on. I believe he got the Troy Hudson or or, or Chauncey Phillips. Uh, was out, and basically Kevin Garnett started at the point guard position, was distributing, was rebounding. Uh, but you also look at Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson started at center in the 80, 1980 NBA Finals when Kareem was hurt and won, helped, win, helped, the, helped the, the Lakers win the championship. I think LeBron going to L.A. preserves him because he's not having to do so much on his own. You're able to play with a bunch of guys that can do some of the things that he was doing immensely in, in, in uh, Cleveland last year. Uh, he's doing a lot on his own. Uh, but when you play on a LeBron James team, after two, three years, it begins to weigh on you. I bet. And then, and then, you know, so you've got Chris Bosh's jumpers. You've got Kevin shooting and jumpers. It and, and makes it comfortable taking the jumper.
2: Yeah, because uh, Chris Bosh was an animal in Toronto, and then in Miami, he had to become a shooter.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it, it, it begs the question, you know, will this Los Angeles Lakers team be one of the best teams LeBron has played on? Time will tell, but... You know, at every position, their are I think as much as people pay attention to the Warriors, as much as people pay attention to the Houston Rockets, all credit goes to those teams. They did they did the work. Uh the Warriors won three of the last four finals, uh and, and the Rockets were one game within, you know, beating the Warriors in mean, the they finals with Chris Paul injury. Yeah,
2: to- it, also to- what if Chris Paul played, you know?
1: Exactly. But you know the Lakers are gonna sort of have some yelling and you know maybe they're one or two away, you know. Paul George uh, was heavily considering it. it, ended up going to the, to the, to the uh, OKC Thunder. And you know what happens with the Kawhi Leonard situation, and, the, and, and what happens with Kevin Durant in the off season that, that could expedite that process next offseason. So, you know, the Lakers are going to be interesting to watch. But you know, any team that LeBron James plays on, you, you can't sleep on them.
2: You can't sleep on them because they got the young core and they got the veterans on there. And yeah. you know what's funny to me? That I remember Rondo didn't like. Um, whatchamacallit on um, Ray Allen for going to the Heat, but now Rondo is a LeBron James team, teammate in the Lakers.
1: Yeah. It, it's it's interesting. It's business. Um, and I also think if you look at the landscape of sports, it's so crazy and or sacrilegious that you got a sell to the Lakers. But that's just, that, that's just basketball at large. That's just the business. You talk about football. Basketball has those guaranteed conflicts. Football does it. Um, and, and you're protected when you're injured. Uh, I, I think that you mentioned about Rondo and Ray Allen. What's also ironic about that situation is, if you look at 2008, uh, when when Kevin Garnett and, and and Ray Allen joined Paul Pierce with the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. um, Ray John Rondo was the starting point guard, and uh, they brought in Sam Cassell to kind of uh, help with, with minutes and things of that sort. Now you got Alonzo Ball, who's in uh, in Los Angeles, and in my opinion. Uh, Rajon Rondo is still in a similar role that, that Sam Cassell had
2: except, back in the day.
1: Right, 10 years ago to be exact, but except, you know, Rondo was more mobile. Rondo still is the starting point guard, and Rondo can still mess around and get a triple-double.
2: Yes, and he's an assist king also. Very mm-hmm. so good sure. at passing.
0: Uh, I want to move to Jimmy Butler real quick. I feel he's decide what he wants to do, where he wants to go, because every single time it's the same thing he's been. He had teammate issues in Chicago, right now it looks like he has teammate issues in Minnesota. Uh, is it time to say that Jimmy Butler is the problem, or do, do we keep saying that Jimmy Butler just can't find a team that, like a culture or whatever that fits him?
1: I think it, it may be somewhere, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, you, you brought up a point, point about just teammates. You look at that Minnesota Triple Bulls locker room, and uh, you got young guys like Carl Anthony Towns, you, you have
0: Andrew Wiggins,
1: you have, I mean, but then you have some young vets like, like Derek Rose. You have some, uh, you have Jeff T. You have all these guys. And, but then you look at Jimmy Butler, a guy that's had a couple of knee surgeries and also is 29 years old, just turned 29, um, and, and wants to win a multiple all star, uh, and a guy, uh, that is, is very, uh, competitive and a guy that, you know, those Marquette guys, when we really came out of Marquette, tough as nails, um, I think there are certain relationships that are so intertwined. I used this example earlier. I was interviewed on a podcast before. I got on the phone with you. Uh, I used the example of Chuck Daly coaching uh, Team USA Basketball the Dream Team in 92. Who did he coach uh, in the NBA? The Detroit Pistons. Who was left off the Dream Team in 92?
2: Yeah, Isaiah Thomas.
1: Thomas. Who did they bring in instead? John Stockton. Comparatively speaking, you have Tom Thibodeau, who coached the Chicago Bulls. Uh, they called him for this do can we call the Minnesota Timberwolves the Minnesota Timber Bulls. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we have Al on that team, and as, you we have Rob Rose on that team, Taj Gibson, and you know, Jimmy Butler's still under contract, but here's the thing. Uh, Jimmy Butler is tied to Tom Thibodeau, but he also coaches the star that is Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Uh, Towns is the win this situation because he is the face of that franchise. Uh, Kevin Garnett told me, and, and quote: Carl uh, Anthony Towns is the future. And, uh, Jimmy Butler versus Carl Towns. I mean, Carl Towns is 22 years old. Uh, There are some, it seems, some irreconcilable differences within that locker room. And it's funny because I had Jamal Crawford uh, on the Scooby Radio podcast this summer. He opted out of the second year of his deal. How smart he was to opt out when he did. Uh, and I'm hoping that Jamal will either become a Boston Celtic or uh, a, a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. But as far as it relates to Jimmy Butler, uh, that situation uh, doesn't seem to be resolved. But the issue with Jimmy Butler, as well as Tom Thibodeau, as well as the owner of Glenn Taylor, uh, is the fact that nobody is on the same page. Uh, Adrian Wilson, the last thing been the three teams that Jimmy Butler is interested in, is uh, one, the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, the New York Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets uh, have conceded pretty early in the, in the Jimmy Butler Stakes not wanting to give up the Russell and you know, the Clippers. They have some pieces, most likely Tobias Harris, but he's playing well in the preseason. And then mm. and the Knicks, you know, they're still rebuilding. Uh, I've gone on a record and reported. My sources indicate P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon are uh, have uh, been offered, um, or, or rather, are, that's what the, the Timberwolves want. Uh, and I know that the, the Rockets are. It's, there's talk that uh, they're hesitant in giving up PJ Tucker, who was the heart and soul and glue guy of that bad uh, Rockets team. So um, a lot of things to consider. Miami is is, is well talked about as being a suitor in the Jimmy Butler suit takes, but uh, it's a lot going on aside from just offering players. It's it's, it's a power struggle. It's just a it's, a it's a mess in Minnesota.
2: It's a mess because Jimmy Butler looks like a guy. That wants to be the man where he, wherever he lands, you know, and not be, you know. He
0: wants to be the face, another uh, second Phil or the rapper, whatever. Yeah.
1: I remember one time I ran into Jimmy. I said, "Man, how many times do you hear that you look like Jamie Foxx in the movie Booty Call?" He said, "Over time." <laughs> <laughs> um, That's hilarious. <laughs> you can't tell me you have to look like Jamie Foxx in Booty Call.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, man. Look at Jamie Foxx in Booty Call. I always thought about that, man. <laughs> That's putting it in perspective. <laughs> That's super funny. That's a way back movie, man. <laughs> but he does, man. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> where is he gonna end up? You know, I hope that it comes good for him, and then you know that he could have a good season. But right now, he's not playing at all, right? But he's still working out in the Timberwolves' uh, facilities. Yeah, I he's
0: still a player, so he has to report.
1: He's, he's he stayed away from Minnesota this summer. I'm told Los Angeles has been his home base, working out over the summer. Um, but I, I think. Uh, he, well, I don't think I know. He was granted a, uh, a leave. He could. He did not have to report to uh, Timberwolves Media Day. Uh, and, and was not there, was not present at Timberwolves Media Day. But, you know, the season is, is days away, 14 days away to be exact. Uh-huh. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, they're looking to have that situation resolved. Uh, there were reports that, you know, the Rockets and the Timberwolves were on the one-yard line. I own I, I, on this side of Carson. I said the 10-yard line. And, there's still a standstill. Miami ha- has been reportedly the sooner that and, 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 and has the most interest. Pat Riley, after president, has been included and in, in, in recruited guys in the past. And we think that is the standstill?
2: And he's playing with D Wade. They were a good pair mm-hmm. in Chicago.
1: It, they'll be a good pair, but you know, this is Wade's retirement season, and there's no guarantee that Jimmy Butler, if the Miami Heat were to execute on the field, yeah. there's no guarantee that that Jimmy Butler will signed. That's why Houston Rockets makes the most sense.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. That would make the Jimmy best with Chris.
0: Very interesting. Yeah, I got one question for you. Who, who do you think has the more pressure on them this coming season, like Kyrie Leonard, Boogie, Howard, the Celtics? Well, I mean, as a player, not a as team, a as yeah. an individual player. Kyrie, Kyrie, I, I would say, um, Gordon and Hayward more because. Of all this, the the big signing he was last year, and didn't get to play the whole year, and he's coming back. Or you know, Boogie now going to Golden State Warriors. You know?
1: I don't think Boogie has as much pressure as you all think. Um, I, I spoke to Boogie uh, a month ago, and Boogie said to me he's excited to play. He's growing every day, and he compared the Warriors to Play-Doh. That
0: <laughs> you can mold. You can them mold him. Yeah. What'd you say? Like, you can mold it in any system you want or whatever. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think the biggest two things for Boogie right now is healing from that Achilles injury
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and also proving a lot of people wrong. And it's funny because I look at Boogie and I look at Jimmy Butler, and I think they're in similar situations. When you look at Boogie Cousins, the Achilles injury um, really uh, scared a lot of teams away. mm mm-hmm he's a guy that's a literally a, a fantasy basketball player's dream, a triple-double threat. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that um, – but a lot of people question his attitude. I think he's a no-nonsense guy, and he's rubbed certain people the wrong way. But then when you look at Jimmy Butler, uh, the criticism is a loud mouth or a team killer. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, while they down him, they know what he can do on the court. And I think a situation where if Bookie does well with the Warriors this season and if Jimmy Butler – uh, hypothetically goes to the Houston Rockets and they win a championship, winning is, is, is the cure-all in both situations for both players. And they could go into 2019 you know, doing something better. When I look at Dwight Howard, you asked me about Dwight Howard, mm. um, I think the thing that's interesting and intriguing about them is I think their head coach, the Washington Wizards head coach, Scott Brooks, is on the hot seat just as much as John Wall is and just as much as Dwight Howard is. Mm. Talking about That has been on multiple teams. And for some reason, the, the, the coach killer, or not necessarily, excuse me, not the coach killer, the locker room issues have been an issue. He and Kobe Bryant didn't get along. He and, he and, and, and um, hard. James Harden didn't get along. You know, then the situation with him and Stan Van Gundy in Orlando, there's always something. But this is an intriguing situation in Houston because um, I think that Houston has the ability um, to go me, I think that the Wizards have the ability with Dwight Howard um, to make some noise, particularly because you have a Bradley Beal, you have an Otto Porter, you have a, a, a John Wall, all these guys, they just haven't been able to put it together for whatever reason. Sometimes I watch the Washington Wizards and I'm like, yo, why don't you guys uh, make it deeper in the playoffs? They did it against the, the Boston Celtics a couple years ago, but it was mm. Isaiah Thomas at that moment. you know. So I, I think Dwight Howard, there's a pressure to really do well, uh, and I think that he can do well in a Washington Wizards offense. When I look at Kyrie Irving, the is on him because he's in a contract year. And Boston was able to find how talented uh, Jason Tatum really was mm-hmm. with the supporting cast of a Jalen Brown. You now have a healthy Gordon Hayward. You would have never have known how valuable Jason Tatum was. I
0: ain't college. got Tatum, yeah. And if if, if uh, hey, Hayward wasn't yeah. Tatum's right. crazy, yeah. Mm-hmm. hmm I guess what are your predictions? Actually, Your two early predictions this year. <laughs>
1: As far as the NBA Finals go? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, like I said, it's too early, so I won't like hold you to it at the end of the season.
1: <laughs> I mean, there are two, I think there's, there's there's a couple things that stand out to me in, in, in the Eastern Conference. Um, you look at, I think people often just assume that you know it's a Boston and a, and a, and a Philadelphia 76ers uh, Eastern Conference to win. Um, but I also think that because LeBron is gone, you wonder if with Kawhi Leonard going to the Toronto Raptors can they make it happen? Um, I, I like the Raptors; they're intriguing to me. Uh, but so are the Celtics. The Celtics are intriguing to me. You know, I reported last week that Jamal Crawford. Uh, someone told me that he could become a Boston Celtic uh, because the Sixers didn't do what they needed to do in buying out the contract of uh, a certain player, and um, you know, and Jared Bayless, and now he's hurt. So you know the Celtics, even without Jamal Crawford, are, are something to, to, to write home about uh, because they're really just a stacked team from positions one through five, and they have an excellent coach in Brad Stevens who is the the NBA. Um, and, and then on the Western Conference side, you know you, you want to give credit to the Houston Rockets, but you know they they got rid of some defensive cogs, they got rid of Ariza, yeah, the, uh, yeah. they got rid of Trevor Ariza, you know, and then you know you 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 re-signed uh, Clint Capella, you still do have. Um, you have James Harden, you have Chris Paul, you have all those guys. Uh, they were within one game of, of the Warriors, um, and and the Warriors were, were proven that they can be beat uh, by the by the Houston Rockets. Uh, but I, I still look at the Lakers, and I still think that um, they have something to prove. Also, I don't think they're just going to sleep and, and lay down like 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 you know. Oh, like they're no, not, no, no, They're not talented. So I
2: mean, you got the young core. The, 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 I mean, the Lakers. You cannot sleep on.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's really hard to say who I think will be in the finals. I gotta watch some games. I gotta see some players and how they fit within the system. I gotta see how Boogie looks with the Warriors. I gotta see how uh, Ka- uh, Kawhi looks with the Raptors, and I gotta see how Jason, the new Jason Tatum, fits with you know uh, uh, Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown and all those guys. But I mean, the, the usual suspects will be there. And then yeah. you look at Utah; they're not a champion, but I I'm no,
2: Utah honest- is strong. Utah is a good team. And, yeah, but what about the 76ers? I mean, all this time we didn't say nothing about the 76ers. How are they looking?
1: I like the 76ers. I like Ben Simmons. I like Joel Embiid. I actually like Martel Fultz. I think that Martel Fultz um, will have a season of of, of redemption uh, because he couldn't start out the season playing. And then when he came back, he and and, uh, uh, Joel Embiid bumped heads and then Joel was out for some time. It's just been a a, a non-steady... cacophony of winning while also uh, being hurt and off and on. And with that being said, one thing that I think is interesting about the 76ers this season, um, I predicted that they'd be an A seed last season. Uh, I think that a lot of times um, when you're a good team and you catch people by surprise, people get used to you. Mm -hmm. I think that the biggest thing that the Sixers lack is 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 a solid score off the bench. They missed out on the sweepstakes, the potential to get in Kawhi Leonard, even as a superstar. They missed out on an opportunity of getting a Paul George. They missed out on LeBron James. But at the same time, they bring in the same solid core that they had. I'd like to just see them add some type of shooting juggernaut off the bench. Um, and I think the Sixers will be there. They'll be a top-five team in the NBA's Eastern Conference for sure. Um, and I think that you know the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers uh, can be can – be, you know, can have a rivalry that'll last for the next three to three to five years.
0: I feel for some reason Toronto's going to get bossed around for their money just because, like you said, LeBron moved to the West and Toronto can finally have that mental peace and get over the hump that they had every year of facing LeBron. To get to the finals. To get to the finals. losing
2: in the conference finals. Exactly.
1: Yeah, but doesn't that kind of, like, still make it LeBron's win? I had to leave in order for you to win. That's like, <laughs> that's like you get second place. That's like you get second place all these years. And then somebody decides the next year, hey, I'm just not competing. And then they get first place. That's like, oh, like that's cordy.
2: No, but they, they've been the first seed in, 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 in the East, but um, still lost to LeBron to go to the finals.
1: I mean, you've you seen it in the past with the Atlanta Hawks, you've seen it with the Boston Celtics.
2: Mm, but the Hawks don't really want to win a
1: championship, right? Yeah, but, I mean, the Hawks, a few years ago, were a first-place team.
2: Yeah, but Kyle Korver being the hottest three-pointer guy in the game. Mm-hmm. And then when playoff run came, nothing happened.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important, man. You know, you, you look at those like those Lakers teams in the, in the 2000s, like Kobe Bryant and Shaq playing in those teams. Shaq would play himself in the shade, uh, but when it came playoff time, they were on it, and I feel like the same applies to LeBron and, and the Cavs back then. You know, the Celtics may have been the top-seeded team or the Hawks may have been a top-seeded team, but when the lights came on, it was time to perform. Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that's when you separate the men from the boys.
1: For sure.
2: Goop, amazing. Amazing talking to you. <laughs> um Perfect.
0: You got more questions, uh, Ish? <laughs> You're from New York, right? I just like I have one like personal island question for you. How's the Didi Gregorius influence New York Yankees shortstop? How, how, how is his vibe? How is the city vibing to him, especially now again in the playoffs and stuff like that?
1: Didi Gregorius, you said, yeah, they like him out here. I mean, you, you look at that Yankees team: um, Aaron Judge, Didi Gregorius, all those guys. I mean, they're respected. They they were expected to kind of be more of a competitive force. Um, And, 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 you know, they should be a wild-card team, but at the same time, um, if they're able to make history tonight, people will forget. Um, And you look at last season, uh, C.C. Sadafia stepped it up, and they were able to go deep. I mean, they almost beat the Houston Texans last year, man. They almost made it to the World Series. So if
0: they're
1: able to replicate what they did last year, this year, uh, these stuff will only go up higher in
0: well, let's hope so. They're already up two to nothing tonight, so let's hope they get it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, Scoop. It's a pleasure
2: talking to you. Thank you so much for taking time from your busy schedule to talk to us tonight on Ballist Life. What an honor.
1: Of course, man. We go Way back. I can't wait to come back to the island and do some type of hosting or some type of something with you guys. That would be fun. I love to yourself.
2: When you come back, we will make it happen. That's for sure. Let's do it. We will be in touch, Scoop.
1: Thank Good you very much. with the podcast. The name of the podcast is Scoop B Radio. You guys can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitch app, or simply visit ScoopBradio.com. That's S-C-O-O-P, the letter B, and radio, dot com.
2: Thank you, sir. We will follow you, for sure. Thank you, brothers. Thank you so much.
0: Take okay. care, brother.
2: Take care, man. I'll see y'all soon. Take care.
1: Scoop B Radio. Oh
0: Hold up. What was that?